Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the final podcast of the 2021 season here on the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole. This is episode 41 of This Week in Carding. Not a ton going on through December, as we know. Of course, the Supercarts USA Super Nationals wrapping up on that opening weekend at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. But there have been some stuff that's happening, and not surprising, a lot of it's to do with what's coming up in 2022. So that's going to be kind of the run we have through today. I will say this, out of the get-go, this particular show presented by Briggs & Stratton. Briggs & Stratton is powering Operation Grassroots around the world. No other engine manufacturer is getting new returning drivers to the kart track like the Briggs 206. The -the out-of-the-box performance of the Briggs 206 provides the most fun, excitement, and reliability of any karting engine on the global market. Learn more about the 206 engine and the history behind Briggs & Stratton's commitment to motorsports at briggsracing.com or on Instagram at racebriggs. All right, David, uh, this week in karting, last show of the year. Last one was actually back in the middle of uh, early November. Uh, it was a pretty busy run for us through November and December, but uh, capping off the season. First off, how was your Christmas? Christmas was good. Christmas was busy. Um, saw some family, had you know some situations where we couldn't see some family members. But yeah. uh, other than that, uh, it went uh, well. Everybody's healthy. Uh, everybody's good. Kids were spoiled and, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of how Christmas goes. And yeah, like you said, you know, we, we ran into Thanksgiving right after our last episode of here. So it's kind of been holiday, super nats holiday. <laughs> that's yeah, kind of been on, the focus. And I was on the road obviously for three weeks in a row. So it kind of made it tough for us to be able to do this. So, uh, we did, we didn't have a this week in Cardi, but we did jam a bunch of podcasts in a lot of interviews came into. So there was a lot of content. We just really haven't had time to do a This Week in Carding, but there is a bunch to talk about, as we know, David. And as I look up and down the script for today, everything says 2022. So I think we're ready to turn the page on this particular calendar heading into January. Yeah, it's a good way to kind of wrap up the 2021 <laughs> calendar and uh, and look forward to what is probably going to be another busy season of carding in yeah, 2022. <laughs> Maybe even more, you think? Maybe it's- even more. I, I'm, I'm writing a column right now about how <laughs> 2021 was the longest karting season ever and it could it, <laughs> it could almost be that way in 2022 oh man it's the, the the races that have happened new races coming in as we know lots going on and even believe it or not even more packed schedule uh than we had before now one of the things david let's just start off with this first one uh the first bit of news here on this week in karting was the fact that the simcraft 24 hours of nola has now been resche- rescheduled for march the event was technically was supposed to go the same weekend as the Super Nationals, I believe. Um, they had a great uh, pre-entry, packed the thing. They had a couple of spots left. And I don't know, with, partly with COVID, with maybe the Super Nats uh, a little bit, maybe just people spending a bunch of money throughout the season. A number of people didn't wrap things up. They put the deposit down. They hadn't uh, sent the rest of the money in. And TJ Halsma, the promoter of the event, said, hey, listen, you know, if we're not going to have a full field, a full grid here, there's no sense in doing it right now. Let's press the reset button. And they're doing that. The event's going to be in March. Well, it got moved twice. Obviously, it's still a victim of COVID-19 pandemic because they had a shift in the uh, the IMSA schedule that, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, dignitaries that are going to be part of or or staff and, yeah. and a lot of people involved with IMSA that uh, that forced the move onto the Super Nationals weekend, which ironically was moved into December on the same weekend. So that was, you know, a th- so to have the schedule changes and then, like you said, a busy 2021 season for a lot of racers 
and again, a lot of people that were at the Supernats might have been interested in this event and just so they were going to be part of it and didn't decided not to be part of it due to the, the schedule conflict and then other different factors, you know, just, you know, so close to the holidays and no number of different factors. So it's kind of good to hit the reset button and then just set it for 2022 and, and now have a, a secure date locked in that works with um, basically the, the, the winter schedule of the carding season. So I think it's going to be a win-win and, and again, has still has the opportunity to have uh, uh, 50 teams participate in this 24 hour event. The actual date for the event is March the 11th, 12th, and 13th. Again, at NOLA Motorsports Park, the SimCraft 24 Hours of NOLA. Now, David, looking at my notes here, and this is something I didn't know. It's it's actually the weekend over the day, Daylight Savings weekend where, the, where we put the clocks back? Or yeah, forward, it was not forward, right? Spring, spring forward. forward, yes. So it'll be a spring forward. So that'll be, again, it'll kind of technically cover 25 hours, but you'll still be on the racetrack for 24 hours. So. <laughs> All right. It's, you know, you'll start it at, I, I think they start, I think they're starting at noon on, on the Saturday and it'll end at 1 PM on Sunday. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to be that weird that, again, you know, we, we enjoy the fall back. I don't know if we enjoy the spring forward, oh, no. but you know, the, it might give these guys a little bit more daylight. I don't know how that, you know, cause again, it, I, I believe it's like 2 AM Eastern time is when it, or maybe it's 1 AM when it springs forward. So it might give these racers uh, a little bit more daylight. I'm not sure, but it's it's going to be a weird, yeah, it'll be a weird, um, everybody will be watching their phones and waiting for the time to turn over. So again, as we said, talking everything about 2022 right now and, and a new program uh, launched for 2022, the Rotax Winter Trophy. Uh, they've set their location for their events and the prizes as well, David. Uh, kicking things off on January 22nd and 23rd at the Orlando Karting Center. They'll be, they'll be back at that track a couple of weeks later, February 5th and 6th. Uh, and again, you know, we, we just had a chance. Of course, you did a great job covering uh, the Rotax Grand Finals. Uh, where was it again? It was in Bahrain. Yeah, Bahrain. In, in, in Bahrain. You did a tremendous job covering it the best we could, of course, uh, with the event happening. They had live video for us to follow, and the Americans and Canadians did pretty well. But there will be tickets up for grabs for the uh, the Rotex Grand Final for 2022. Yeah, probably one of the first programs to to offer up tickets right all already for the yeah. 2022 program and the Rotex Grand Finals through the uh, the Rotex Winter Trophy program in Florida. Again, as you mentioned, two dates at the Orlando Kart Center, so they'll have four rounds of racing uh, in those two weekends. Again, a quick little program. Uh, and the champions uh, of that program get tickets to the to 2022 Rotax Grand Finals, which will be in Portugal, Porto Mayo, Portugal, where we have been uh, in 2012, I believe, is when we were there. And uh, so I think this might be the third or fourth time that it's that it's visited Portugal, if not fifth time. Uh, so a very popular facility there in southern Portugal. Um, and again, open to all international drivers. So Canada, Mexico, all all over, even, you know, hopefully they'll get a couple drivers from uh, Southern and Central America as well, too, uh, competing in the micro, mini, junior, senior max and masters max, along with DD2 category as well. David, they got a $12,000 prize set up, something new for the Constructors Championship. You know, what do you know about that? Yeah, kind of focus more on the teams and the actual chassis constructors themselves. So um, details aren't exactly, I know they're scoring points for uh, every podium finisher, but I'm not exactly sure if it's going to be more geared towards uh, the teams 
rather than it is the actual chassis, but they're calling it the constructors championship, but, uh, $8,000 for the, the top earning, uh, team to, wow. uh, to, uh, score the most points, uh, over the program. So, uh, a kind of cool incentive for, for race teams to be part of the Rotax winter trophy. Yeah. Keep an eye on the eCardi news folks on the, on the, obviously the main page with, with all the content we put out, we'll try to get an update on that for you. Gets a little more information with what's happening with the Rotex winter trophy for 2022. Again, two dates at the Orlando cart center, January 22nd, 23rd and February 5th and 6th tickets available for the 2022 Rotex grand finals. All right. We've arrived at our first break of the action on this edition of this weekend carding. When we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about the challenge of the Americas and the United States pro Kart series. It all started in 1994, when former successful kart driver Albino Perilin decided to move his passion for karting from the track to his small workshop. That's when Perilin was born. Fast forward 20 years and Perilin's passion for the sport led to the company rejoining international competitions as a factory team in WSK and CIK FIA races, with the aim of enhancing the research and development process, immediately achieving notable results around Europe North America and Asia, becoming the CIK FIA Asia Pacific KZ champion in the same year. Parallel USA is North America's source for Parallel products, and we run a factory team at all of the major Supercarts USA and Rock Cup USA events. The Parallel chassis lineup for 2021 includes the Invader Shifter, the Le Mans Tag Single Speed Chassis for Junior and Senior Classes, and the 28mm Mini Cart for the Cadet Classes. Parallel has been winning races all over the world, and it's on top of the podium in the USA as well, with drivers like Kai Sorensen, Mateus Arjuela, and Alessandro De Tullio. Get on the chassis that's winning. Drive a Parallel. For more information, head to ParallelUSA.com. Leading Edge Motorsports is the industry answer to winning in karting. At the helm is industry veteran Greg Bell, who has orchestrated the success of many drivers dating back to the mid-1990s. Based in Lodi, California, Leading Edge Motorsports is the Western importer with IP karting that includes the Praga and Formula K chassis brands. Leading Edge Motorsports provides in-depth driver development for those racers in Northern California and across the country. Arrive and drive services, cart preparation, and driver coaching are available under the LEM tent throughout the season. Bell's record of working with drivers includes recent victories at North America's biggest karting events, including the Rock the Rio and the Scusa Super Nationals. Greg Bell's knowledge for building engines spans two decades and is now under the Mega Power branding, providing reliable engine service and tuning knowledge. No matter the chassis brand, choose Mega Power to get to the front. Click over to LeadingEdgeMotorsports.com for more and find them on social media to stay connected. At Leading Edge Motorsports, winning never gets old. In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience and we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at www.franklincart.com where all our products are just a mouse click away. 
We're constantly adding to the growing product selection on the online store, and we ship daily to ensure products get to you quickly. We specialize in IAMI engines, tilt seats, ceramic products, driveline branded products, Briggs & Stratton engines, OTK products, and of course, the championship winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find a variety of items to fill your karting needs. Franklin Motorsports is also known for our wide variety of services and is home to innovative engine works by FMS, our in-house engine service department. Frame straightening, cart prep, and dyno testing are all services offered regularly at Franklin Motorsports. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. Welcome back to episode 41 of This Week in Karting. It's December the 27th, 2021, almost into the 2022 season. And that's essentially what we're talking about here uh, throughout this edition of This Week in Karting. My name is Rob Howden. David Cole joining me here in the uh, EKN online studio. David, uh, Challenge of the Americas, of course, one of our favorite programs, Andy Saisman and his crew. We love getting out to the uh, Southwest, a couple of races in Arizona, one in Northern California this year. Uh, uh, series kicks off January 28th to the 30th at Musselman Honda Circuit in Tucson, Arizona. But the news coming, of course, out of the FTK Promotions Camp, registration now open for this year's challenge. Yeah, opened up in the beginning of this month of December, and uh, they're making the push towards uh, towards the month of January. End of the month of January is when we'll be trackside. So still about one month left before we are there in Tucson for the opening two rounds of the Challenge of the Americas. Excited. It's going to be the 15th anniversary season for the program. I believe this is year five of, of uh, cooperations with uh, the Rock Cup USA program. So all the, uh, the Rock uh engine uh, platforms uh, utilized in the uh, in the program all the way from micro all the way up to uh, rock shifter master which uh, again the shifter master programs both senior and master are going to be huge again in 2022 along with uh, you know the continuing growing and record numbers that they have across the board in all the categories for the program yeah it's been a, it's been a couple of good years as uh, the, of course the rock program strengthening on the west coast uh, we'll see what happens now that the borders have opened up there's a, a number of Amer canadians rather that have uh, regularly come down to be part of the challenge of the americas uh we would expect record numbers again this particular year and again a lot of momentum uh tucson the muscleman honda circuit one of my absolute favorites I think, David, probably the highest elevation where we get to call races from. <laughs> if you've ever been to Tucson, folks, there's a tower there with maybe it's what a six by 10 booth at the very top. Um, but with just great views of the entire racetrack. Yeah, maybe more five foot by 10, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe. five by eight. I think yeah. it maybe a five by eight because I think I can stretch my arms across the uh, the, the the one way of the room. So uh, yeah, it's not not a lot of space, but it's the only. Yeah, I think you're correct. I think it's the only two story uh, tower that we are able to enjoy with it, within the United States for cars. Well, listen, it's, it's at least three stories, right? Because the uh, because the, the Phoenix is a two story because it's the tower on top of the uh, of the. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. So it's yeah, at two least, story, it's yeah. least three stories. Three, so yeah, it's, it's up there. It, 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 it does. It feels up there. And it, and that's the great thing is we have a great view of the entire racetrack, oh, yeah. uh, get to see everything. So it provides you the optimal vision and view to uh, to call the action at uh, at the Muscleman Honda circuit. You know, we've been there a number of times and enjoy going there and provides great racing. You know, that's it's it's not just a, a shifter track.
track. It's not just a single speed track. It's, it's a track for every category. Oh yeah. And David, you know, I don't know that I'd call it a bucket list racetrack. Uh, it's, you know, it's obviously, there's not a, a ton of facilities around it, but the bottom line is it is one of the best tracks, actual racetracks itself that we have in North America. The racing, there's, we always say there's like seven or eight places to pass on that racetrack and there's only what, 12 or 13 corners. It's amazing. Yeah, the 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 racetrack itself is 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 probably one of the top ten race tracks to to actually compete on, for sure within the within the North America. Uh, it, like you said, it's it's in the desert, so there's not a lot of amenities around yeah. it. Uh, you know, they do have garages for local competitors, but you know the wind does pick up. It it kicks up some sand and uh, can be a little bit of a hectic. Uh, moment uh, if if you do see uh, the wind coming in and blowing around. But uh, yeah, it's, you know, again, you already mentioned a number of different passing zones around the yeah, racetrack. Man. It's fat. It. It's a fast track too. So it's not a really slow track. Um, not a lot of slow portions to it. Just a, a very demanding race course that uh, both challenge you and, and your equipment. Again, so registration open for the 2022 challenge of the Americas. I think one of the key things here, David, to bring up in this edition of this week in karting, Get get registered first and foremost. But if you're going to the racetrack, you got to get hooked up with the hotels right now. There's there's uh, events happening in Tucson. They have the Gem Show in Tucson. In Phoenix, they'll have uh, spring training for Major League Baseball as well. So if you're coming to coming to the races, I know that the the challenge, David, I've been putting this out on their social media. Get your get yourself booked into hotel ASAP, right? Yeah, that's the that's the big issue with the Challenge in America's program is is the hotels filling up fast. Um, they've already got the uh, the new host hotel DoubleTree Suites by Hilton nearly filled up. Um, they're using a, a hotel across the street that we usually call the uh, the host hotel. They've they've actually opened up a book of rooms there. So um, yeah, a lot of different couple of different options right now. But the the, the deal is to uh, to to get that get that locked up before the uh, the new year begins. So we go from the West Coast back to the East Coast. And of course, the primary East Coast championship is the United States Pro Card Series. And David, they finally confirmed the location for their second event of 2022. Yeah, we weren't quite sure exactly where it was going to be. You know, the, the, the opening event was announced to be Orlando Kart Center. That's a new uh, location for the United States Pro Card Series. That's going to open up things in 2022 on March 3rd through the 6th. But the second one still kind of hung out there. There was a couple of different options people were talking about, but it's going back to the unofficial home of the U.S. Pro Kart Series, which is the GoPro Motorplex. That'll be on uh, April 28th through the May 1st. Uh, but they're going to utilize a new layout. They're talking about uh, changing things up to making it uh, a different layout than what we've uh, taken competed on since the the series began back in 2013 at GoPro Motorplex, which was at that time Mooresville Motorplex. Yeah. So yeah, again, so something new that we'll see what happens with that. Looking forward to uh, seeing the uh, layout once they do eventually make it official uh, or public. So here is the schedule. It's, it's March 3rd to the 6th, Orlando Kart Center, April 28th to May 1st, GoPro Motorplex, July 7th to 10th, up to uh, Wisconsin, to the Brigsons, what will be newly renamed uh, Brigsons Stratton Motorplex at Road America, and capping things off, David, on September 15th to 18th at Newcastle Motorsports Park. That'll be the season finale. They'll have the awards ceremony there as well. Uh, record numbers in 2021 for this USPKS program. The question is, how much bigger can it get? I know there's going to be a couple of new teams, I'm already told, 
that are coming to play, I think, this year, it's going to be a pretty solid series. Yeah, and the schedule spread out too. So there's not that congestion of, of the program where it was typically finishing up uh, towards the end of the summer where now it's going to go into September. So it kind of helps, you know, alleviate kind of the, the schedule stress of it. Uh, you know, obviously beginning in March, that kind of helps, you know, set the tone. And then you got the uh, the spring date of at GoPro Motorplex and then the the summer date in at Road America, which is probably going to be even bigger than it was the last couple of years. Uh, that's that's, again, one of those facilities that people haven't been to and are checking that off their uh, their bucket list. And so I think you're going to see that be uh, one of the larger events in 2022. Another quick break, folks. When we get back, we got some Supercard USA news for you. And as well, we'll have a little brief look uh, into the WEK Daytona Cart Week, which is coming up this week. This week. It's been a handful of years, but the Rotax Winter Trophy is back. And we'll be providing Rotax racers with a chance to get out of the cold and into the southern sunshine this winter. With Rotax Grand Finals tickets up for grabs, plus many other prizes, the Winter Trophy will be a must to start the 2022 season. The Rotax Winter Trophy Series will include two events and four rounds, both located in Florida in January and February. The opening rounds will be held on the January 22nd and 23rd weekend at the Orlando Kart Center, and the second event is scheduled for February 26th and 27th at a venue to be announced at a later date. Friday practice will be available at every Rotax Winter Trophy weekend. Each race day will include practice, qualifying heats, and a main event. Over $40,000 in prizes are at stake, including tickets to the Rotax Grand Finals, brand new Rotax engines, discount vouchers for engines, and discounted vouchers for the 2022 U.S. Finals. Race classes include Micro and Mini Max, as well as Junior, Senior, and Masters Max. Head to racerotax.com to learn more about the 2022 Rotax Winter Trophy. You can buy all the latest and greatest products on the market, but when you're carting to win, it boils down to one thing, you, the driver. Gain the knowledge and abilities by investing in yourself at the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy, and you'll find those extra tenths of a second you need to put yourself on the podium. The school was established by Supercarts USA Hall of Fame driver Allen Rudolph, with decades of victories and championships in multiple forms of the sport, including other disciplines of racing. The Allen Rudolph Racing Academy, located at the Speed Sports Racing Park in the metropolitan Houston area, is designed to teach driving skills at all levels. The instructors of the academy have decades of racing experience and educating drivers of all ages. Classes at the academy will teach the concepts and skills needed both behind the wheel and off the track. From the beginning kart racing experience and intro to karting courses, to their advanced one-day and two-day courses and karting clinics, the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy can improve the skills of any driver. For more information on the specific programs that the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy can provide for you, head to speedsports.com and click on the Racing Academy page. Be sure to follow the Academy on social media by searching for Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for karts, parts, and 
the safety gear you need to get you on the track. Visit shopakr.com for a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors of the sport to ensure all the latest equipment is available to you, the racer. With over 20 years in business and customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price when you need them. Be sure to visit shopakr.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Make sure to follow Acceleration Kart Racing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest specials and new arrivals. Welcome back to episode 41 of This Week in Karting. Rob Howden and David Cole providing you with all the information, the news to hit the homepage of ekartingnews.com. Of course, the podcast perfect for that morning commute or heading home from work. Uh, we give you all the information that's been coming out over the last couple of weeks. David, Supercarts USA obviously finishing up their their year with the Super Nationals. Uh, you know that that whole story we'll unpack at a later date. But a really great Super Nationals. Uh, get the issues at the Rio, having you know to take a month essentially find a place to, to to have the race. Las Vegas Motor Speedway, super smooth racetrack. All in all, this thing came out just amazingly. But one of the things about the Super Nationals was the move to the new fuel, new spec racing fuel for Scusa starting in Super Nationals 24. Aspen Sport, they did a bunch of testing after the Spring Nationals in Utah, had a bunch of teams stay over to do testing there. All in all, I, I really didn't hear, normally when you go to a new fuel, you're going to hear people bitching and moaning. But from from the Super Nats, I don't think I had a conversation with anybody about fuel. No, again, it's something new. Um, you know, when when we were at trackside, there wasn't any of the uh, the there was no bitching or complaining about it. And and really, the major the major issue was we didn't see any major failures uh, in terms of motor motors seizing or or disintegrating or any of that nature uh, during the race weekend. So I think that that helped kind of uh, alleviate some some hiccups uh, that people were questioning. Uh, it just, it just kind of helped, you know, it, I don't know. It's just, it's something new. So people are, are going to have to get used to it. And I think that's one thing that people are going to be working on. At least a lot of the engine builders is adjusting to, you know, how this, this fuel interacts within the engine and, and compared to what we've worked with in the past, including the different oils and, and different fuels that we, we do use because a lot of different programs are using different fuels from this series to this series to this series. So it's, it's going to put some engine builders uh, to work and, and they're going to have to do their homework, but no major, again, no major failures at the super nationals. So that's a big plus. And really this is a little different approach. This isn't so much about, Hey, you know what? We're going with a new fuel supplier or a new oil supplier because you know, they're going to give us a, a big check and this is going to be our new, our new spec oil sponsor, right? Like that's happened over the last 20 years. We've gone right. from different fuel, different oil because somebody's approached the organization and said, Hey, we'll cut you a check. This will be your new spec oil. You know, let's, let's do this. And when that happens, there can sometimes be issues because carding is different than everything else. We've seen it over the past where the, an oil manufacturer has come in, here's an oil we're going to use. And it's just not up to, to spec for what we need with the way we twist our engines, right? So that's always happened. This particular fuel, Aspen Sport, the design, it's safer for the environment and it reduces uh, exposure of the harmful, harmful chemicals that you see uh, in the paddock. We all know when guys roll off the grid, you see the smoke and everything that happens there, you, you know you know that there's exhaust. Uh, anybody that's ever driven behind somebody or left the grid uh, when they're running dirt and it's methanol, <laughs> 
you feel it in your eyes, man, in your nose, right? Yeah. It's, oh, for it, sure. It, it, it's, it's horrible, right? Uh, uh, so the idea, the concept was to kind of try to reduce the exposure to harmful chemicals to all the racers. So that's the motivation behind it. And again, just the fact that, that we had a good Super Nationals, I think it's a win-win all around. Yeah. Again, like I said, it's just going to be something that that competitors are going to have to do their homework on and, and understand the way it reacts and, and the different um, settings that are going to have to be done to the carburetor and, and the engine and within the obviously the parameters of the rule book. So, again, it's just something that that's new and different. And like you said, it's hopefully any long term solution of this will be will be healthier for all of us involved in the sport. Speaking of doing their homework, David, and I know that when this landed, you and I were kind of, we were shocked. We had no idea it was happening, but very pleasantly surprised. Supercards USA announcing weight changes for their Swift and X30 classes for 2022. They had done some homework. Uh, they had got the the cart weights and driver weights, I believe, of everyone coming across. Essentially, how at one of the events, how much weight do you have on your cart? How much ballast do you have on your cart? And by doing kind of that survey, David, they were able to figure out, because they, they did it at the Summer Nats, they did it at the Scoos of Mexico event, they did it at Super Nationals 24 as well. How much weight are people keeping on their cart? And let's see how much we, like, you know, what do we need to do? And and to see the weight decreases, because you can talk about average ballast and the adjusted weights. This is a really, I think, a really big move for Supercarts USA. Well, I think it's something that should be done with every program because everybody's every year because every competitors are different depending on where you're at, you know, the region or just again, national level racers are a little bit different than regional racers and regional racers are a little bit different than local racers in terms of size, weight and experience. Agreed. And so I think weight is, is one thing that doesn't need to be completely the same across the board. I think it could be within five or 10 pounds of each other. Yep. And again, yes, five or 10 pounds does make a difference, but it, it, it helped also could, could allow competitors to be more competitive depending on, you know, at the local level, if, if your weights are a little bit higher to help, you know, some of the heavier competitors out to where they're not off speed. So I love that they're doing this and I, I wish more pro- programs would do this. And I, and I think Supercarts USA is going to see that, this is going to be a benefit in the in the long run and something they, they can do to all the categories. Unfortunately, it was just the Swift categories and the X30 uh, divisions that they kind of reviewed uh, in terms of uh, the ballast. And surprisingly, X30 Master had the highest yeah. at 27 pounds of ballast on their car. average. So average. So that tells you there's a lot of lightweight old guys out there competing <laughs> in this category. Well, and we see, we see that, right? It's, it's not, it's not a, a bunch of the big heavier guys. 27 pounds was the average ballast on the drivers in X30 master, almost 24 pounds in X30 senior, which is wild to me as well. Uh, uh, micro is 13 and a half pounds and, and, uh, and mini was, was 20.57. What, what's your thought, David, on X30 senior? Is that surprise? 24 pounds, like 23. It, does, it, pounds? it doesn't surprise me because you think about it. Uh, uh, most of those drivers are 160 pounds or less. Oh yeah. It doesn't and, surprise me either. I get, I, I hear what you're saying. It's exactly and so, it. There's a lot so of to have guys. a Yeah. So to have a weight that high was, was kind of, you know, it's, it's not needed. Again, we're, we're, we're trying to handicap heavier for heavier drivers where, most of the drivers at the national level aren't that heavy. So I like, I, you know what, David, I would love to have seen average driver weight as well. I, I, I just like to know those stats. What is the average driver weight in X 30s in X 30 senior? I don't think it'd be that high. 
I, I, that's why I'm saying 160 yeah. at the most, maybe probably 150. So yeah, it's, it's the mini ones kind of throwing me off because there's, you know, that's where, that's that age where there's kids that are, that are big. And then there's kids who just haven't gotten that growth spurt yet. So, yeah. uh, between, between the ages of, uh, of 10 and 12. So that, that, that's a unique number to see, uh, be so high. You know, I thought it's going to be more closer to the micro number, which was at 13, as you said. So yep. that'll be, again, something that they'll have to study and review uh, year in and year out. Agreed. And I think if they continue to do it and keep fine tuning it, I, I think it'll be a really good approach. Here's what they ended up with, folks. And you remember that this is this is a, a lot of this is about safety, right? You want the carts themselves to be as light as possible. You know, we always talk about uh, a micro kid being out there with 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 pounds of weight on their carts. As you said, David mentioned many of them in the, in the minis. Some kids are still pretty tiny. Other kids have growth spurts and they're five feet tall already or whatever it may be. So uh, here was the adjusted weights that Scusa has done. Moving into 2022, they took five pounds off of micro to go 220. They took 10 pounds off of mini for the combined weight of 235. Senior going down 10 down to 355. I like that a lot. And dude, X30 master down to 385, 15 pounds down. It was at 400. So uh, all in all, I just think, I think, you know what, David, 90% of the people, 95 are going to be super happy. It's some of the heavier guys that maybe are now going to be 10 pounds over 15 pounds over. But the bottom line is, is it, you got to do it for safety. And, and this is, this is high end racing, man. It's a, it's a different deal, right? Like you said, club racing is different. You can adjust whatever you want for your club, but at a national level, you got to play to the guys that, that take it super seriously. Yeah, pulling off some carts off the kids, you can tell that there's heavier ones and, and there are lighter ones. And it's yeah. it's no fun to pull off a really heavy cart off off a kid after he's just uh, been involved in a wreck. So, but yeah, looking at the the adjusted weights now, you know, 185 is a good average weight for a master's driver. I think you know we're both around the 200 mark. We're above average because you know we are above average Come above on. average <laughs> so you know you figure a 200 pound cart 380 185 pound driver it matches out right you know senior same thing like i said i think the average weight is probably closer to 140 especially with a lot of the younger kids that are now racing you know at 14 or 15 years old in the senior category so i think that that's a good weight and again i think that micro and mini those mini numbers and micro numbers are just going to keep adjusting depending on the 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 class you know or the uh the yeah the the, the type of drivers that are at that yep. age level at that time i agree no, I, but it, good good move for supercarts usa uh, i know i've heard uh some scuttle that a couple of the other organizations are going to hold the numbers they have right now uh i would think that if this works well for people and people see it and there's a lot of talk about it you may see it maybe be adopted by more organizations but the bottom line is david you and i have been preaching uh the we there's just too much ballast on these cars as it is you and i talk about us you and i both running in the masters class in 206 racing at, at 395 and you and i are both 200 pounds and we've got 25 or more pounds on it just doesn't make any sense to have that much ballast on a cart and, and all it takes is some focused time some homework getting these numbers down because you come across a scale after every session pretty easy to figure out how big the driver is and how much the cart weighs right that the bottom line is it doesn't it, it takes manpower and time, but it's well worth it. And weight is something you can change mids in, during the season after Anytime. even the opening event, you know, like Agreed. USPKS, they could have their first race in Orlando 
and adjust the weights based on the competitors they have at that race and be like, all right, these are the competitors that are racing for the championship. This is how we're going to adjust our weight. Done. Yep. You know, cup carts, cup carts, North America, who we continue to ask to change their, their master's weight. They're having their winter nationals, uh, you know, at over this next week, this coming weekend. Yeah. You know, they could, they could take, they could have somebody do this, this weight survey after qualifying on Saturday and, and figure out, uh, you know, adjust their weights for the 2022 season based on that race. They could have done it based on the cup carts, North America grand nationals that we just had in October. You know, it just, it, again, you just need to, to get somebody to get, to take the time to be able to do it. And then it takes what, maybe an hour's worth of work after the weekend to, to get these figures uh, dialed in and, and review them and, and figure out which direction is the best, best way to go for the series. I agree. I agree. Speaking of uh, getting the season started off uh, early, uh, the World Karting Association and their annual Daytona Kart Week, David, firing up this week. Manufacturers Cup racing, of course, the road racing as well. They'll do the Speedway Dirt. Uh, but let's just have a quick kind of look at what's going on with, with Daytona Kart Week. We couldn't be down there this year. Um, we're not quite sure what WK is going to do in terms of uh, exposure and results reporting reporting of, of what happens trackside. But at least you and I can give a little little look at what is actually competing and when they're competing this week in Daytona. Yeah, it's focused back again on on Briggs program and and IAMI engines. So the Briggs 206 engine is going to be utilized in a number of different categories, including kid cart. Uh, they have two uh, 206 senior categories, one at 360 pounds, one at 375. Again, that's way too heavy. <laughs> uh, they they did announce the addition of a 206 masters division so that's going to be good allow some of the uh the older guys to go out there uh with the 206 along with 206 cadet which is probably going to be one of the larger categories uh of the weekend uh they have ka100 uh junior and senior along with micro swift and mini swift to to round out the iami side of things but also the uh the margay ignite programs back at daytona once again uh, they providing um, the senior, junior, and master divisions, both at the Manufacturers Cup Series, along with the road racing program. So competitors have the opportunity to to take in both sides of the uh, Daytona Kart Week experience in terms of uh, inside the uh, Daytona International Speedway. One on the big, massive road ra- road racing circuit that the uh, the twenty four hours of Daytona utilizes, along with the Manufacturers Cup. Uh, cart track inside turns NASCAR three and four. So um, exciting to see the Ignite program back. I think they had almost 90 drivers uh, there competing uh, in those three different categories. So a big turnout uh, for the Ignite program down there in Daytona. Uh, again, date for the Man Cup side of things, they'll have two rounds of practice on uh, December 28th, and that'll be followed by two different qualifying sessions. So they're going to do a kind of a new format this year. So one qualifying session for day one of racing, and then another qualifying session for day two of racing. And that's to kind of help alleviate uh, the time constraints with uh, daylight because there's no lights inside uh, for the cart tracks. So they have to get everything done by five o'clock. So it's kind of limiting the, uh, within what, 13 different categories, I believe they have uh, for the event. They kind of had to adjust to this kind of format. So uh, December 29th will be day one of racing. You'll get, they'll get a warm up. They'll have a pre-final and a final, and they'll match the same format on December 30th to wrap things up on the man cup side. 
Uh, Speedway Dirt gets underway uh, tomorrow, 28th, and then they'll have day two of racing on the 29th, while road racing gets a full day of practice tomorrow on Tuesday, and then the 29th and 30th, they'll have two different separate days of racing uh, on the on the Roval course of uh, Daytona International Speedway. So, folks, uh, one more break uh, before we uh, roll into the final segment here on this edition of This Weekend Card. When we get back, we'll talk a little bit about the editorial that's hit the uh, website on ecardingnews.com. We'll talk about the podcasts that are available here as well. Uh, and we'll wrap things up with, of course, what's going to be playing on the ECAN radio network and what's coming up on ecardingnews.com. Stay with us, folks. We'll wrap things up after this break. In carding, it's important to be supported by the right people. With over 40 years of experience in the sport, Trinity Carding Group has everything you need to make your program successful. We do it all, and we do it right. Trackside support and arrive and drive programs are available in 2021 for the USPKS and the Supercarts USA Pro Tour and Super Nationals with full product sales and service and professional coaching from our experienced staff. Trinity Carding Group is a full service operation based at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati which gives us access to our custom-designed driver training facility. This allows us to offer private, one-on-one coaching to take you to the next level. Trinity Carding Group is also your Midwest home for Tony Kart and IAMI, and we're your source for MG and Avinco tires in the region. Tony Kart quality cannot be beat, so call us today to put you in a new chassis for your next event. From arrive and drive and coaching programs to the parts you need, let Trinity Karting Group provide you with customer service and a racing experience second to none. Trinity Karting Group has a long history in the sport, a winning pedigree, and we're dedicated to driver development. We take pride in our professional approach and our positive attitude. Let us build a custom race program for you. Give us a call at 513-421-4463 or check us out online at trinitycardinggroup.com. Winning takes top quality equipment, flawless preparation, experienced coaching, and passion. And at Team GFC, we live our passion. Developed by American karting champion Gary Carlton, the GFC chassis has become one of the newest brands to reach the top of the podium in North America. GFC has garnered victories and championships at all levels of the sport since its debut at the end of 2018. Shifter car drivers are at the front of the field running the GFC GT14 frame, and the SS31 has become a solid contender in tag and 100cc competition. Team GFC has arrive and drive packages available for all categories, including the mini and micro classes utilizing the GFC RR5 cadet chassis. These young pilots have the opportunity to be part of the Team GFC Young Driver Development Program. Learn from one of the best American carters with over 25 years of racing at the highest levels of the sport, offering personalized training on and off the track. Follow GFC Karting on Facebook and Instagram, or click over to gfccarting.com to learn more about joining Team GFC in 2021. GFC, live your passion. A major milestone for the Challenge of the Americas is coming in 2022. It's the program's 15th season. The Challenge is now one of the longest running programs in North America and will open the new season in January with a three event championship series 
at a trio of the top karting facilities on the West Coast. The 2022 Challenge of the Americas begins on January 28th to 30th at the Muscleman Honda Circuit in Tucson, Arizona. A month later, on February 25th, 26th, and 27th, the Challenge is back in Arizona for the Midway event at the historic Phoenix Kart Racing Association facility in Glendale. The champions of the 2022 program will be decided in wine country at the finale at Sonoma Raceway in Northern California on March 25th to 27th. Champions will be awarded a trip to the Rock Cup Super Final in Italy, while other categories will earn entry to the popular Rock Vegas event at the end of the season. Head over to challengecarding.com for more information on the 2022 Challenge of the Americas. Let's rock! Welcome back to episode 41 of This Week in Carding. It's December the 27th. Almost done the 2021 calendar year. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole. David, let's just have a look back at some of the stuff that has hit uh, the EKN webpage. Uh, for those of you who may have, have not see, seen it, then we you hear something we're talking about, head back to ecardinews.com, have a little scroll through the news and top story section. A lot of great stuff, David, that we had out as, as uh, EKN editorial over the last couple of weeks. Uh, race coverage. We had a, the uh, Rotax Grand Finals 2021 edition. We uh, provided kind of recaps for all the Team USA drivers. Uh, special thanks to Cody Schindel for photos of Team USA. And you can head over to CanadianCardingNews.com for coverage of Team Canada, which actually finished third in the Nations yeah. Cup program. So another successful uh, event for the Canadians over there. I, I think the Canadians have us right now in Rotax racing. I don't know what it is. <laughs> they do a lot. Well, listen, we brought some. They brought some big guns out to us. Up here, Luke Willette was back out on the podium again. Definitely a big gun in, in Rotax racing for sure. They did a good job. Team Canada. Yeah, I asked Ben. I asked Ben Cooper if if seeing uh, PLO back out there wanted him <laughs> to get back behind the driver's seat. He said no. I don't have the time to work as hard as he did. So that's good. Um, so that All right. was good. Good, I, I like the respect. See, I like the respect, right? Yeah. Well, I like to see those guys working together. And you got two of the greatest uh, carters from the from Canada and Agreed. and and the and the UK. We'll and the UK. Race coverage for Scusa Super Nationals twenty four. Also on the website, we had a little bit of a product spotlight with the uh, the new Odenthal Racing Products uh, zero degree low profile Pro Series mount. So that's going to be a new. Uh, exciting motor mount that uh, IAMI and uh, Rock Cup USA competitors are going to be able to enjoy in the 2022 season from Odenthal Racing Products. Uh, I know that I wrote a column as well, did a back on the road column. Like, you know, you and I obviously with a lot heading into uh, to the Super Nationals. Dave, we had our full Super Nationals coverage as well. Our, our can Trackside Live coverage brought to you by the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. But you and I both wrote an article heading into that as well, right? You wrote one as well about the return of Super Sunday. Yeah, return of Super Sunday. Just happy to be back to uh, you know Vegas for the Super Nationals because we did not have a uh, Super Sunday in 2020. So it's great to have it back for 2021. And just kind of talked about uh, you know what our coverage is going to be for the that week of the Super Nationals. So it was good to do that. Then we got into we also had our driver of the month for October along with November. Uh, since our last show of This Week in Carding. Keelan Harvick ended up being the October uh, Driver of the Month for 2021, following uh, a victory at the Cup Carts North America Grand Nationals at Newcastle Motorsports Park, along with securing two victories and a championship at the United States Pro Kart Series at yeah. his home track at GoPro Motorplex. So certainly Pretty good month. <laughs> 
Well, he wrapped it up with a victory in November as well, too, at the yeah. uh, at the Super Nationals. So certainly a, uh, a noteworthy year for Keelan Harvick in 2021. But our November 2021 uh, um, driver of the month was Nate Cicero. He ended up going to Rock Cup uh, USA Rock Vegas event for the first time, his first ever temporary circuit race. And ended up winning with a last lap, last corner pass in the Rock Senior Division to score the victory in that. Also, just a couple of days before that, uh, was announced as one of the winners for the uh, the Mazda Motorsports Spec MX-5 shootout. So he'll be able to compete in the Spec MX-5 uh, category in 2022 at selected events on the season to kind of help uh, bridge his uh, uh, begin his progression into car racing. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, I did a couple of deals as well about the champions, uh, couple championship confirmations. Uh, the 2021 Texas Sprint Racing Series champion, we confirmed those drivers. Uh, plus, we had David. You put together a, a pretty good package on the Briggs and Stratton Weekly Racing Series 2021 champs. Yeah, again, uh, over three thousand different competitors from Canada and the United wow. States uh, using their local series, their local track program. I believe about. 42 racetracks, I want to say 43 racetracks, uh, took part in this program. So just to have that amount of racers in at 43 racetrack really shows that our grassroots level continues to keep growing here in North America, all thanks to the Briggs and Stratton 206 engine platform that is, is uniformed across the board. Uh, really exciting to see that. And again, provides the opportunity for racers who are, might not be able to travel to regional and national events to essentially compete against those across North America and be able to, uh, to claim a championship for the 2021 season. And if your track is not part of the Briggs and Stratton weekly racing series, and you guys do a lot of 206 racing, talk to your executive, talk to your board of directors. All they got to do is reach out to Briggs and Stratton. Really all it takes is to be able to report your results and you're part of the action. Got a chance to win a bunch of stuff because was it Dave was a top hundred, hundred racers. Top 100 racers from each the from the each junior division, division. Yeah. the uh, senior master USA division, and the senior master Canada division. All 300 of those drivers received prizes through their local racetrack. Again, Amazing. everything got sent to their local racetrack, and then the local racetrack helps distribute uh, to those competitors who were able to, uh, to score a position in the top 100. Yeah, so again, very exciting. Again, over, almost seven, over $70,000 worth of prizes handed out this oh. year. Well, and let's wrap, wrap up the weekend editorial, David, we, we were approaching Christmas. You're like a week out. And, and David Cole says, I want to put the rankings out before the, before uh, Christmas. I, I thought you might do it this week, but no, you wanted to drop the hammer on it. Congrats. You did a lot of work to get it done, but yeah, able to essentially wrap up the EK and shifter cart and tag driver rankings. And we essentially name our unofficial driver of the year. Yeah. Our driver of the year in the shifter cart division is AJ Myers for a third time. He's able to finish the year on top of the EK and shifter cart driver rankings. Uh, certainly the, uh, pro tour program earning his third championship there helped with that. Uh, and then good, good finishes. He ended up on the podium at the super nationals as well as rock cup, uh, Vegas to, uh, to finish out the year scoring, uh, the first spot ahead of Jake French. And then, uh, last year's super nationals KZ winner, Danny Formal, who ended up f finishing as the top, 
uh, driver rankings driver in the third position uh, at this year's Super Nationals. So go to tag because I know that you brought this up to me and I was thinking about it. Uh, the fact that uh, that Ryan Norberg, driver of the year, ends up number one in the tag rankings. First time we've ever had a number one in tag actually win the Super Nets. It is. It's first year we've had that. You know, we've had, um, you know, Jake Craig finished number one, but he didn't win the the Super Nationals the year. He finished number one. Um, some other drivers as well. Norberg's been number one. Uh, three other times, but again, had not won a Super Nationals. Uh, you know, again, a lot of times the X30 senior division, we have international drivers winning that that category. So True. Uh, this is, yeah, ironically, the first year the, that we've had the uh, the number one driver win at the Super Nationals. So, uh, again, probably, and I wrote it in the article, probably this could be one of his best seasons ever. Uh, even though he didn't get the Pro Tour Championship, I think this could be his his best season ever by Ryan Norberg. Yeah, you put the USPKS Championship in there. You throw the Super Nats in that you know that bucket list race, that that final well, little bit he needed on that resume to be one of the legends in our sport. If it wasn't for to the two DNFs that he did have on the Pro Tour, again, one was his fault. He he'll admit it. He'll admit it over and over. The second one at Newcastle, he just he got collected in in some racing. Uh, issues and and so that put him behind there so other than that it was pretty pretty dominant <laughs> pretty dominant agreed agreed uh connor zilich in his uh rookie year as a senior super impressive ends up uh as the number two ranked driver and then hannah greenmeyer david coming off that pro tour championship a solid season all around for hannah greenmeyer she ends up p3 yeah, I think this is the highest we'll see Zillage. I don't think we'll see him at the cart track regularly in 2022. He's now Dream. gotten that Trans Am ride for for the season along with his uh, uh, MX5 program that he's going to be doing. So he'll be double dipping in the car program. And so I I expect to see him, if he's at the cart track, probably doing some uh, driver coaching, with, working with uh, a lot of the young drivers like he did uh, throughout the, the year under the Nitro cart tent. Agreed. Agreed. All right, that was the editorial that we had on the website. Go back and check out it anytime at eCardingNews.com. David, our podcast programs uh, continue to get bigger and bigger. We keep rocking with it. And big, big thank you to those of you who do listen to a lot of our podcasts and, and give us feedback. Uh, we knocked in a bunch since the last time we had uh, This weekend Carding. And, of course, all these podcast folks are available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, a number of different podcast outlets. Give us a subscribe. Make sure you drop a review uh, on the podcast as well helps get us more traction. But David, go through some of the stuff that we were able to crank out podcast wise uh, between now and the last time we did it this week in karting. Yeah, it's been over a month. So it a uh, when we did uh, episode forty of this week in karting on November 9th. so that's obviously available. A lot of people have downloaded that along with our two most recent face to face programs. One was the Texas Karting Roundtable that you did. Uh, featured uh, uh, Alan Rudolph along with Mark French and Brittany Lobal of the Texas Sprint Racing Series. So some good uh, discussion in that show. And then after that, we had the Rock Cup USA Rock Vegas winners. We uh, welcomed, um, who am I? I'm Jordan Musser, Martin Stone, Martin Stone. and... Nate Cicero. Oh, man. Nate Cicero. Nate did, Nate did join yeah. us. That's correct. Yeah, yep. Nate joined so. us, yeah. I want to make sure I, I had that correct. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so we had the, those, those drivers join us to discuss that event. Then we got into our super nationals coverage. 
We did two shows for our Outlap preview podcast. We had part one, including the cadet and junior categories, and then part two with the senior and master divisions. And then we followed the same format for our debrief uh, uh, wrap-up shows for, for the Super Nationals 24, part one, including junior and cadet, and then part two, including the senior and master division. 88 episodes now for our debrief. That's uh, reaching that 100 mark, which will yeah. be really cool to hit. And then you just recently did a, uh, a new book it. It's been uh, almost two years for that uh, podcast to re- resurface, and uh, it was a really good one with Gary Carlton. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to talk to Gary a couple hours. We sat down and kind of did a deep dive into Gary's career. It just It's such an amazing story of coming from some kid racing in NorCal, ends up becoming a factory driver over in Europe, spins off of that to come back here and eventually start his own uh, brand, his GFC brand. Just a great story. And if, if you want to learn more about Gary, I know it's a long podcast. It was two hours, but I think it's worth it, man. It's such a great dive. You can listen to it in, in segments once, the obviously, the podcast is out right now. And book it's something we're going to start doing a lot more of. I know I kind of let it up by the wayside, I, and we just kind of got busy and didn't get rolling with it. I made a little list of guys I want to hit, and I'm going to post this up on social uh, when we get around the corner into, into 2022 and ask who who would be a good book at podcast? Who's got that story that's been they've been in the sport for a long time, and I need to dive into that story. So we're going to put that out there. But this was a, this was a fun one with Gary Carlton for sure. Yeah, we're I'm going to bring back the hot seat because that's Agreed. that's something I want to do a little bit more. We're going to get the the right equipment to be able to do like a Friday night podcast while I'm at a racetrack uh, covering the event. If you're not there, if if if, if we're both there, it's easier to cover the event. If you're not there, then I, I, I got to focus on what I need to do, but I can sit down for an hour or so while we either eat food or have a couple of beverages with, with somebody within the sport. And, and I, I think that'll be, you know, it, again, very similar to what you do with a book it. I'm, I'm going to focus more on the now kind of side of yeah, things, but, exactly. but, um, again, like, just provide an opportunity to speak with someone within the industry or within the sport, you know, it could be driver, could be, uh, you know, shop owner, could be team managers, a lot of different avenues we can go with it. I like it. Uh, of course, Ecan Radio Network, the first opportunity to listen to any of our content. Um, so if you haven't not, not yet downloaded the Ecan Radio Network app, do so. Because one of the things we did do, David, is uh, you actually streamed our, our Super Nationals live broadcast through the uh, the um, the Ecan Radio Network app this year. Uh, kind of gave it a little try. Worked out pretty good. and uh, We'll do more of that this year. Yeah, it was kind of just a uh, we're kind of still figuring out the the details and the the behind the scenes work that that need to be done in order to make this, uh, you know, a success. And overall, it, it it showed really good numbers. People were boom right to the app rather than having to try and find it on the Internet. Uh, you know, so our app is certainly used being used by a lot of people uh, across the country and around the world. We saw a lot of big numbers. Uh, showing up uh, over the three days that we did utilize uh, the app for for our live broadcast. So something again, we'll we'll work on and and try to adjust as we move forward with our our coverage and our our live events that we yes. do. Yeah, so we did. We obviously this week in karting is streaming live. You may be listening to it on the app right now. You may be waiting for the podcast to listen to it. We did the live for the Scusa Super Nationals as well, and the other events that we do throughout the season. Challenge of the Americas for sure will be streamed live on the EKN Radio Network app. So, David, speaking of that, let's let's wrap things up right now. What's coming up? Where are we going to be? We've got a couple of EKN live programs coming. Uh, actually, only one now in January. It'll be the Challenge of the Americas at Muscleman Honda Circuit. Uh, January 28th to 30th, we'll be live from Tucson, Arizona. 
Yeah, excited to get back with Challenge of the Americas and all the crew there. Andy Saisman and his staff do an amazing job. It's it's just again one of those atmospheres that uh, is it's it's enjoyable. It's fun and exciting, and uh, and it's a great way to kick off the season on the West Coast. Uh, again, Muscleman Honda. We've already talked about that that racetrack. How amazing it is to uh, to watch the racing around there, and again, kick off uh, our what I say, 11th season with the Challenge in Americas as they celebrate 15 years of the program. Our first event trackside for our EK and trackside program, David Cole and I, uh, we will be trackside at the Supercarts USA Winter Series at AMR, uh, um, AMR Motorplex in Homestead, Florida. Uh, David and I down there for the first uh, two rounds of that event. Uh, dialed some things in in terms of the coverage, uh, the live coverage of that. We'll give you more information on that coming up. But, David, you and I are hitting the road again out to the airport on January the 6th, heading down to Florida. Yeah, excited. I'm going to do the full series this year. Last year, I, I I got to go to Homestead for the first time uh, due to, uh, you know, some of the COVID um, quarantine situations that we had at the beginning of the year last year, or 2021. So uh, excited to be able to go to both programs. So to see the series kick off and get going. And again, it's, it's a quick turnaround, but a lot of, a lot of teams, a lot of competitors are ready. Again, it's a new beginning. It's a way to kind of refresh, regroup and, and kind of reorganize for a new year of racing. Indeed, folks, this uh, looking forward to getting into the new year again, December 27th. We're just what, five days away uh, from getting into 2022. We hope that you all had a fantastic uh, Christmas holiday. And of course, upcoming this weekend, uh, New Year's Eve, uh, hope you have a great, uh, great time with family and friends. Make sure you take care of yourself, folks. We are looking forward to a tremendous year in 2022. As we set off the top of this show, it's going to be an even busier calendar. A lot of new races came online last year. Uh, more to this for this year. There's going to be racing every weekend of all of all 52 in 2022. We hope to see you at least trackside once or twice throughout the season. But on behalf of David Cole, thank you so much for tuning into this edition of this weekend cardings. My name's Rob Howden. Bye for now. 